0: Welcome, everyone. We're back again. is Hashem Shalom 225. We're going to talk today about prioritizing uh, what the world calls romance, and using that word that um, unfortunately has been so misused in our culture, in American culture, European culture, all over the world, actually, where it's used in such a negative way and in such a nonsensical way and a destructive way so when you talk in the toy review of prioritizing romance the word romance is really not the right word because it's misused so much but there's nothing to talk about it's definitely true that there's a special connection between a man and a woman a husband and a wife in particular that is unique to them uh, that is not shared by by any other relationship so you don't want to call it romance, you could call it a certain spark, a certain excitement, a certain deep connection that is unique to a relationship between a man and a woman who love each other and, and in, the, in the construct of marriage. So generally speaking, just as a hakdama here, in case I use the word romantic, I mean in, that, in those terms. It's brought down in, in various svarim, a fascinating concept. That every ism in the world, let's say communism, capitalism, those are two extreme opposites, and so on and so forth. Even Buddhism, even whatever it is, any of those things, it has a kiem only because there's a nakuda shabai that's, ty- that's in Tyre and Tyrus Emes. So as an example, basically, is that in Tyra, if you look in Tyra, it it'll have certain concepts in Tyra. That seems to be like capitalism. Taira believes in ownership of private private property, not like communism. They believe in memkach umemkar, memkar, earning a living, making a profit, capitalistic ideas. But they're Taira ideas. And then when it's put into capitalism, like in America and other places, it could become niskalgal if it's misused and it falls apart. But the nekudasa MS of capitalism the Shirish of it is tyrish concepts of capitalism. Same thing applies with uh, communism, right? Everyone's equal, at least in theory, although it never actually happens that way. Everyone is equal, and so on and so forth. and you you see certain cases, situations like that. The keim of whatever communism is the little Nakuda that lets it, lets it stay is the tyra concept within it. And of course, they stretch it out and make it a sheker and make it very destructive. But the Nakuda of ms is in tyra, and the same idea is with romance. The fact that the Goyim, the non-Jews, Hollywood especially, the media, uh, blow up romance to be such a warped, disgusting thing in many, many ways, does not take away the fact that the, in the Nakuda Shebedavar, in the essence of it, in the point of purity where the shirish is in Taira, there is truth, a great truth, that the connection between a husband and a wife is inherently built to be warm and exciting and, and, and deep. And that is a yesai. So when we talk about romance, we mean in that But So anyway, there is a daily need for a husband and wife to have that spark going. That applies whether it's the Nida period or the pure period, although there's different halachas, and the way things are expressed obviously are different. But the bottom line is there has to be a certain connection in that sense. And one misconception that people make, many people do not believe, mamish do not believe that it's possible to keep love growing and strong in a long-term Relationship they get this notion from our society and from human nature, but a lot from our society that after the quote unquote honeymoon is over, call it Shavebruchus, call it the honeymoon after the shave call it Chanshi, whatever you want to call it, that it's ultimately inevitable that it's going to slide backwards downward until you join the multitude of the married and the miserable. And there's where the marriage jokes come in and the cynicism and so on. But that is a sheker gomer. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world plan of a shchina shayra where there's an ish and an isha. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us that yes, you may need to do work. You have to work on it being nishadish and new. Just like you have to work on it in, on every time you put on tefillin and every time you say shemona esrei and every Shabbos that you keep and so on and so forth, same thing over here. It requires work, but it's doable. Not only is it doable, it's it's to be accomplished. It's in the echelis of every married couple to do, do things, to not be on the default mode and slide back, but Adarabah, to be nishadish, and that the love could grow stronger and stronger. Even the physical connection could go stronger and stronger as time goes on. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu could heal marriages. He's a roifei. Ki'ani Hashem roifecha applies to all types of refuah. We usually use it, of course, with the physical refuahs. With, with uh, HaKadosh Baruch could heal someone that's ill and and give them a full refuah shleima. The same applies with our marriages. Ki'ani Hashem Hashem has the ability. You ask Him to, to, to heal it. And then you do whatever normal hishtadlis of what that quote-unquote refuah is. And then it grows. And you daven that it should grow. If it stays static, taka, it will die. It will wither. But and it loses its focus. But if you machadish yourself and you prize that connection, not the Goyesha romance, but what's depicted in Shir Shirim, what's depicted in the real Torah, Hashkafis, that makes it shiny, that makes it um, a spark there and it doesn't get rusty, and it doesn't get diminished. It only gets stronger and stronger. And the issue is, what's very important to do, to talk about how to keep that spark going, is that this type of ahava, this type of love, has to be preemptive. Preemptive means that you take action. It's not reactive. It's not like you sit back and wait for it to come. In other words, when your spouse asks you to do something and you do it, that's a geval de gezach. You're reacting to the request, and the desire was met, and that's wonderful. But very often, you don't need to ask. You have a sense, and you know what your wife or what your husband really need in the moment. You know what's in their heart. You know what they're thinking about, and you know what they're lacking, and you sense it, and you, even without them saying it, try to do your best to accommodate them and to make them feel good. Now, when we're, quote-unquote, in love, early stages of dating, or Khasan kala, or shana Rishina, then you do these efforts to try to win each other's affection, and you study each other carefully, and you weigh your words, and you're extremely attentive to one another, and it, it could be very powerful, but as life goes on, and uh, all of a sudden, all that uh, mass of fiery love now becomes less and less, and becomes more emotionless, and what what went wrong? What went wrong? Things happen. Now, Some you know that doesn't necessarily mean a crisis took place or anything like that, but we stopped doing what the relationship is supposed to be. It was good in the beginning because you put in the effort. And then you stop putting in the effort. Sometimes, yes, real problems come along and you need to know to adapt and how to follow and adjust to those 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 concepts. Another part is to force yourself. We talked about this in other previous shiurim. Not to allow yourself to be attracted to any other person of the opposite gender outside your marriage. I don't mean just the physical affair. I mean emotional affairs even deep friendships. You have to be very, very careful. And you pay attention to the needs of your spouse and their desires, and you talk things through. They become your, the most attractive person to you. And you don't let that die out, and you keep on working on it, no matter how, how, how hard it can become at times. And not to get discouraged if things don't change overnight. And be committed to trust HaKadosh Baruch Hu as you try and you daven, and HaBolatayah Mesayin Oseh works in marriage like any other concept of HaVadis Hashem. HaBolatayah Mesayin that if you want to be Metayah Sam Hashem helps you, that applies with Limur Hatira, it applies with Tefillah, it applies with Tikkun and certainly applies with marriage. We talk about speaking love in your spouse's language, we talk Hatsh on love languages, we Hatsh on needs, but the idea is, is to understand each other's needs, We said it in many different forms, but to be makatzer very, very briefly, and again, a stereotype is 80% true, 85% true, it could be in reverse also, but generally speaking, women, the wives, need to feel the security, to know that their needs and desires will be met in a faithful manner by their sensitive husband. They need open and honest communication, and um, to have access to their husband's thoughts and feelings, being loving, patient, and regularly communica- communicating him to her, her to him. Wives need a soft non- non-sexual affection. They need touch too and hugging and so on and so forth. But the non-sexual, that they don't feel that they're a sex object per se, but they're rather they feel respected and loved as a person. And of course physical could go along with it but they need the soft, non-sexual affection, and they need a certain level of leadership. And we talked about that. That applies even if, quote-unquote, the husband doesn't wear the pants in the house, or the husband is the softer one, that's fully okay. But nevertheless, he needs certain nekudais to have that leadership in a certain in and that's what a wife needs, to see the husband learning, to see the husband taking responsibility, in whatever level that he takes. Those are general needs of women, of the wives that they need from their husbands, the general needs of the men that they need from their wives is to be feel honored, to feel respected, to be talked to and treated with dignity, to believe in them, to show that they have value. The sex is important, there's no way to get around it. His sexual needs, to be met in an energetic manner, in a regular manner, Talking about, of course, that he's a mensch to you and you're a mensch to him. It cannot be underestimated, the importance of the sex, the physical relationship, but he also needs a friendship with her. But it goes both ways, right? A wife can say, you know, you just want sex, what am I as a person? So the friendship is important too and he needs that friendship too. People, so a lot of women misunderstand their husbands because the husbands have a strong sex drive and they always want to be physical with with their wives that they think that that's all they want and very often that's not the case at all. They express themselves that way but they really love their wives, they value them as a person, they need to feel that they're there that their that his wife is his best friend. And also domestic support that the wife helps out in the needs of the home. So we talked about the needs of both and in a general way. And when they both work to meet each other's needs, it becomes a beautiful marriage. And you keep working at it no matter what. It's very, very important. There are some... There was a situation uh, where um, a couple gets married. They have great physical intimacy. They're attracted to each other. They have... Uh, sex on a regular basis, seems like nothing's missing, but there was something missing. The husband rarely touched his wife outside the bedroom, and he she tried to explain to him, I need that. I need that physical touch, a pat on the back, a hug, not just in the bedroom, but like we talked about. That's called soft non-sexual affection that she really needs. So there was a store- case where the husband and wife were in the car, the husband was driving, and the wife reached out and held the husband's hand. And she he pulled it away, without saying a word. The wife was very hurt, and the wife asked, why can't you hold my hand? And he responded looking straight ahead, I don't do that, I never will, this is how I am, you can take it or leave it. Which means like this, this husband valued sex because it was his need but he completely rejected the non-sexual affection because that wasn't his need. That's a certain selfish insensitivity that creates a rift in a marriage. It's okay for the husband to want sex, to desire it. It's okay that the wife fulfills his needs in those areas. It's a good thing, but not at the expense or not without valuing the soft non-sexual affection that the wife craves. And the wife needs, and um, you have other situations the other way around. That's also painful. For example, uh, the husband has a stronger sexual sex drive than the wife, and um, the more he was wanted it, the more she objected to it. Like leave me alone, and she became, as a rebellion, much more passive in the physical intimacy. And every time the husband wanted it, she like sort of laid down without reacting, just say, okay, get over with it. And he got very hurt, and um, and 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 again, in her mind, he's she's saying, "What's wrong with you? Why can't you get? You know, what? What? what you're watching porn or something? That you always want sex? What is this?" And we talked about this many times that a person could be, a husband could be totally faithful in his Shmir einayim and his kedusha, and still have a strong sex drive and still enjoy wanting to be with his wife. So this is a sad aspect. We just picked two examples of when the husband denied the wife's need for affectionate non-sexual touch, where the wife denied the husband's need of physical sex. Either way, it's important to communicate with with each other, grow, be mechadish. But chalila to say that this spark disappears after marriage, no matter how many years you're married, it's doable, it's reachable. Hashem wants you to do it. Hashem wants you to reach it. And may Hashem help us be to achieve that. Have a wonderful day.